Hey everyone, I'm your host Angelica and welcome to the Bring Back Femininity Podcast where we educate and empower women how to tap into their secret superpowers and get everything they want out of life. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Okay. Hello everyone, welcome to the Bring Back Feminine Podcast and welcome to any new listeners. We are so happy to have you here. I'm Angelica and this is my... This is Mike Chulo. My fiance. Oh, okay. Filled it in wrong. I said this is mine. Yeah, <laughs> you're Mike. <laughs> you're my Mike. You're six foot four, handsome, beautiful, yes, amazing, exa- awesome, exactly incredible that. human being. Plus more. Hmm. Um, so for those of you um, who haven't heard to our previous podcast, this is our last episode for this season. Um, Mike and I have our wedding coming up. We're also moving. So April is going to be a busy month for us. So just wanted to let you guys know. So we're going to make this one a good episode. <laughs> oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, like all of them. <laughs> but uh, go ahead. Why? What were you going to say? I just want to make sure we're going to thank all the people. Oh, yeah. So this has been such a big moment for us. And thinking back to even beginning of January or December, you know, I never imagined, you know, having like a platform or even having a podcast that has like what, 5,000 followers on Instagram. And now I think 50,000 or 60,000 plays between Spotify and Apple. So awesome. that has been huge. Very cool. Yeah, right? It is. It's just, it's something that I've always prayed to God for. I always said that I want a platform where I can help people. So I give it all to God and I want to thank you, you know, for believing in me and helping me find my purpose. And I also want to thank all of you because without you guys listening, engaging and all of that stuff, like this wouldn't be possible. So I just want to thank you guys all for that from the bottom of my heart. You know, I I truly, truly mean it. And I'm just so like honored and grateful for all of you. So thank you so much for making this all possible. What a little sweetie. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're all proud of you. I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just been so cool to see like all the messages that you get, you know, that we get to talk about and. And seeing even, people at church oh, yeah. that uh, have come because mm-hmm. of this and the advice we've given people. Yes. Man, some of those red flags we hear about just yeah. make me angry. But I just feel, I also feel so honored, I would say. And like, for that's sure. my word is honor that you guys come to us for advice. And, and you know, also grateful when I read some of that stuff and I'm like, dang, I'm glad I'm not putting up with that. Yeah. You know, it's hard <laughs> out there. Yeah. It's tough out there. But that that's why I respect all of you. You know, I respect all of you for following the account. I respect all of you for listening to the podcast. And I love how you guys come to us for advice because you guys want to change, you know, and that's all that matters is that you guys are willing to do the work. You guys are willing to do the inner work, the relationship work to change. And that's what I can respect because we were on the same boat. You know, we ha- we were the walking red flags. So people could look at us in the beginning of the relationship and say the same thing. Like, damn, I'm glad I'm not like them. But we have come a long way and we um, created this podcast to share our journey. So, yeah. And the second thing I wanted to mention is since season one is ending, okay, we are 
we are coming back with season two in May. Um, And our vision for season two is I know that we didn't have guests on this season. So that's going to be our vision for season two. I already have, I'm already in the talks with some great people. Um, Some really cool people. Yeah, some really good people. Some really great people. I'm excited because I get to pick their brains and (laughs) I'm going to do a lot of picking. But I'm also excited for all of you guys because I understand that you guys are listening to our perspective. But I want to get authors, therapists, life coaches, like pastors, you know, God bless. (laughs) But to share their stories, their perspective about like femininity, masculinity and relationships and marriage and God. So season two is going to be super, super exciting. And I just want to share that vision with you. Yeah. Love it. Do you have anything to say, Mr. Oh, well, you already said what you had to say. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Thanks. No, I mean, just, just the exact same thing. Like it's been so cool to see you helping all these people and it's been really cool to meet random people and be like, oh, I listened to your podcast. You know, and it's like, really? It's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Really honored to hear that. And, you know, it's it's just a great thing to be in a position where <clears throat> at least in life right now, we're doing great and people can learn from that and grow from that. And we have good perspective. We're not just two people that met when we were 16 years old and have never experience the other side of things. We went from the other side of things, you know, from partying and sleeping around to, you know, being more in a conservative relationship and uh, going to church. And we, we have great perspectives so we can really relate with anybody. Yeah. And no matter where you're at, you know, cause we, we've been through a lot mm-hmm. uh, with each other as well as our exes and just everything. So it's, it's great to see, all of these life experiences come together for this moment on a podcast for them people to be able to get value from it. And that's so cool. And I, I can't believe how many more followers you have each each day lately. Some of these videos have gone viral and your followers are just increasing day by day and she'll show it to me. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then the next day I'm like, what the hell's going on? I know. This is crazy. And I mean, the number is just, I mean, the thing that's crazy about it is it's easy for a girl that's beautiful like yourself to just put on some, you know, scant, you know, like little, little bit of clothing or, or, or lack of, you know, lack clothing, clothing. And, and post some photos and some ass shots and things like that and, and get we call like them booty shots, not ass a shot. lot of followers quickly. And this is cool because you're actually providing value to the world and you're providing knowledge and you're helping people in that is catching Mm -hmm. and that's so cool to see because it's not ever not it might though you know like maybe the girls that do that you know Mm -hmm. it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna grow fast quick but not sustain but something like this might take a little bit longer to grow well it's gonna it's going to sustain such a longer period of time i just feel like you know the response that i've been getting the 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 good feedback, the bad feedback, what we can do better, like the followers going up, the listeners going up. Like, it's so amazing to see that because it just, it just, it make it shows that people want to learn. Very you know? validating that this is needed too. Exactly. Right now. I think a lot of people need this. Like, yeah. didn't a girl just message you the other day and she was like, 
I typed this in and this is exactly what I was looking for. Oh my for. God, yeah. People are hungry for this. Yeah, one woman messaged me. She's just like my, she's like, I didn't under, even understand, but my ex was telling me that I need to be more feminine because he was super in his masculine energy. And she's like, I didn't even know what that was. So she's like, now I'm spending my time learning about femininity. And then she's just like, I stumbled upon your podcast when I searched up femininity on Spotify. And I'm like, yes. But nonetheless, thank you guys so much. And I want to get into this episode. This episode, I wanted to talk about the list. Mm, mm-hmm. The list. Yes. So Mike and I, we always talk about the list, you know, and we always say, oh, it's good to refer back to your list. Or did you make a list? So we want to talk about the list. <laughs> Is that- <laughs> yeah. FYI, the cleaners in the background doing some work, so <laughs> some noises. Yeah, I've, and little man is the garbage man right now. Yeah, he's he in was, jail. He was in the garbage. So yeah. now he's the garbage man, and he's in jail. Yes. Yeah, so that's our setup. But I want to talk about the list. So yes, Mike and I have mentioned how it's important to have your list, and it's important to have that this list when you're looking for a partner, but also when you are married. You know. When you're looking for a partner, it's good to have a list so you know what you're looking for when it comes to like appearances, inner qualities, you know, just everything. Character, yeah. Character. And then when you guys are married, it's good to refer back to the list when times get tough. Or it's even good to make a list when you are married or are in a relationship and think about what you guys can, what the partner can do better, you know? I feel like, you know, I created a real detailed list when we were together because I didn't know about this list before until I met you. So I actually created the list when we were together because you introduced me to it. And this is after also reading the Build an Empire by Elena Gardone because she has a whole chapter that I'm going to be referencing on, but she has a whole chapter dedicated to the list. And she's talking about married couples. And I remember doing it when we were already in a relationship. And it's like, okay, well, you know, talk about all the qualities that your person does have and all the qualities you wish they did have. And then you obviously create a list of what qualities you have and what qualities you wish you have, you know? So it kind of like ties in together because Mm -hmm. if you want your man to be the ideal perfect man for you, it's like, well, how do you be the ideal and perfect woman for him? And that goes back to like our, like building an empire and having a successful relationship. But Mike is going to talk about his list and his journey because I didn't know about anything, to be honest, personally speaking. But when we're talking about creating a list, it's kind of like a vision board. You know, everybody has a Everybody's familiar with a vision board. Everybody's familiar with, you know, getting a poster and, you know, putting all your pictures of what your career goals are, you know, future goals, what house you want to have, all that stuff. So this is kind of the same thing, but this list is catered to your significant other or the, or the spouse that you want to have in the future. And I recommend not posting photos. I recommend actually doing a list because how are you going to post photos of people's like inner qualities? So that's why you have to be really, really detailed in this list. Um, This list is for you to really get in touch with your desires, you know, and really be honest with yourself on 
who you want to, who you see yourself with. And I know some of you, you know, you guys have it all up in the air. I know I had it all up in the air, but it's okay if your ideas or what you're going to put on that list is like shallow. Like if you want a guy to be rich, you know, if you want a guy to have a certain amount of money, if you want him to have a certain type of job, if you want him to have a certain type of mentality, like write that down on your list. Be super specific and honest with yourself because it's like you're making a pact with yourself, the universe and God and men. I say the same thing. If you want your woman to cook three meals a day, be super specific. If you want her to even cook from scratch, be super specific. If you want her to have her nails done all the time, like if you want her to be feminine, like really get real with yourself because everything's on the table, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we got a list. Yeah. We know a couple and, you know, before she met her man, she told us, like now that um, we're talking, she goes, yeah, I had a list of 160 things. Oh yeah, is that? Yeah, she, we're like 160 and she's like, yeah. And she met her man, she met her match. And she's like, he's been checking all the boxes. And there's some boxes that can't be checked until the future. Like, oh, how he's going to be with the children and like all that stuff. Oh, yeah, but yeah. we're like 160, 160 things. She was- I thought my list was a lot. Yeah, she was super, super honest. And we want you guys to create this list. And this would be the perfect time because we are taking a break from the podcast. So we're kind of giving you quote unquote, like things to work on while we have that break. And I want you guys to really make a list, sit down and create a list of everything and anything you want in your significant other or this perfect ideal person you have in your head. So, yes, do you want to, let's talk about. Should I dig in? Yeah. Well, I also want to mention that when you are creating this list, it's really good to have your list of negotiables and non-negotiables. Like that's, and Mike always talks about your negotiables should be the appearance and your your non-negotiables should be the inner qualities and character. So that's a good piece of advice that I always think about when I talk about you know, when I talk to people about creating their list. So do you want to get into it? I want to know like how you even found out to make this list, like who taught you and all that stuff. Cause I'm really intrigued. I never really asked you that question, but like who, where did you come up with this? Like, how did you know how to do this? I think that it came down to the secret. Mm-hmm. The book, The Secret. The book, The Secret. And if anybody who hasn't read that, you know, you need to. It's mm-hmm. a great one. But it's all about like manifesting. And I had proven in my life that I was able to manifest building businesses and um, looking maybe the way I wanted to look, maybe like the tattoos or or working out and achieving the type of body I wanted or a certain lifestyle that I wanted by traveling. Those different things I had manifested and I was always a believer in getting flashcards created. That was all part of the secret. And then like watching a lot of podcasts and YouTube videos centered around that. It was just like, it, it was just, it was very important that, you know, I dug deep on that subject because I really believed in it. And I know a lot of people look at that stuff as kind of like woo woo, you know, like it's, it's not real and like to each is their own. You know, I know some people that say, oh, I don't believe in any of that stuff. And usually those people aren't very successful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, you don't have to believe in that. But almost all of our friends that 
are extremely successful and the ones that are way more successful than me that we, you know, that we, we get the pleasure of hanging out with, like they are just as much believers in this as me. And mm-hmm. so it's all about like you, you have to believe that what you want is possible. And that's kind of the first step that like a mental block that you need to, to let go. So how do you do that? Well, you put together pictures and you put together uh, a list of things that you want and you give gratitude in advance as if you had already received them. So like, let me give you like an example, right? Like I would, and I have it here. I have my slide deck here with me. And one of them is maybe like a dream home that I want. And instead of saying like this flashcard with a picture of my dream home, instead of it just saying like, oh, I want this to be my dream home. I'm like, thank you for this being my home. And Mm -hmm. I literally sit there and I visualize the home and I close my eyes and I think about myself walking around the home and I think about myself with you and our kids Mm -hmm. in the home and like swimming in the pool and like using my gym at home. And like, I feel all the feelings as if I was walking around that home for like Mm -hmm. 10, 15 seconds and just enjoy that. Yeah. And it, Oh, I have something to say. They say that when you are like manifesting, you have to tap into all your senses. Yeah. It's for it to like feel real for you to like smell, you know, because your brain doesn't understand the difference between what's real and what's not when you are visualizing. Right. Is that the thing? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like you can run a race in your head. They've done uh, they've done studies where they'll connect the brain to some sort of machine that I don't understand. (laughs) And they'll look at the brain waves and they'll have somebody that's going to run a race, run it in their mind, each turn, each thing that they're Mm -hmm. going to do. And then uh, they'll do it again when they're actually running the race and the brain waves don't, they're the the exact same. Mm -hmm. They they don't know the difference. Your brain doesn't know the difference of running the race versus visualizing the race being run. Yeah, And so... Anyway, again, a lot of this stuff can seem like made up to somebody that doesn't believe in this kind of stuff. That's totally cool. I'll keep manifesting everything I want while you don't. But, (laughs) you know, that's totally fine. More for me. (laughs) Right, exactly. I don't care. But it's this, this works, at least for me. And so everything that I've ever wanted, it's so cool because I'll put down the watch that I want or the girl that I want or I'll put down the the business I want or how much money I want in my bank account. Now, have I achieved everything? No. Uh, but I've achieved a lot of it and I've, and I've definitely made strides towards those goals because I'll, I'll take time to, you know, it's, it's such a fun thing to do. It, it seems silly to sit down and be like, I'm going to go on Google and just find every cool home or every cool car or I got, you know, every, I want, I'm going to, I'm going to take a picture of my bank account and then Photoshop the amount over mm-hmm. it that I want. Or, I mean, even go as far as like, I'm going to get a dude that's super jacked and I'm going to put my face on it. Like that's the way I'm going to look one day. You or know? even for women, like get a super feminine woman and put your face on it. <laughs> but there's a reason why people do the whole vision boards, you know, but a lot of people, they do the vision boards and they just stick a bunch of photos and they look at it every single day. And that's great. But if you take the time to look at every single photo and say phrases or words of affirmation, like out loud, like your brain and the frequency, it just... I don't know. It's like a, it's like a superpower that you could unlock if you actually do it right. But that's why build an empire. She has a whole chapter on the list because that's how important it is. And if you guys don't know Elena and Grant Cardone, I highly recommend you guys 
you know, search them up on Instagram because they're not just like some random people. They live in Miami and they're super successful and they're like a great couple. They have a great family, but she talks about, you know, manifesting and it's great. So you guys just have to go on Instagram and search her up. Yeah. So I just wanted to provide some context for where the list comes from. You know, it's mm-hmm. again, I read that book. I started visualizing things. I started achieving things. And then, you know, over time, the the kind of my flashcards changed because be, in the beginning, I didn't want a serious relationship. I, I just wanted to manifest fun, you know, and manifest travel and fun and going around and, and, and doing that kind of thing. And And I guess what happened is as a guy that was able to have an abundance of a lot of things, um, traveling and, and again, women and all that stuff, I learned over time that none of that stuff brought any fulfillment. And that was when I started to build this list because I remember going from kind of toxic relationship to toxic relationship and just thinking, man, you know, like every time we all do this, every time we date somebody, we learn what we don't want, what we like and what we don't like. Mm -hmm. And I started to write down the things that I liked because, uh, and, and the things that I needed because each time it got a little bit clearer. So each time I dated somebody, I, I would add something to the list. And actually, I might sometimes take something off the list that wasn't as important as I thought it was. I remember for a long time on my list, I had I wanted her to be really successful, like uh, financially. I wanted her to be like an entrepreneur and, and like really financially well off into where we could kind of combine our incomes and live this like really cool lifestyle. And then I realized over time, I took that off my list entirely. I'm like, I actually don't want somebody like that because that is, after I'm done working, I don't want to talk about more work. After I'm done working, I want to have fun. I want to laugh. I want to talk about anything but work. I want to enjoy myself and it be easy. And I don't want a girl that's super high, strung and stressed out all the time. I'm enough of those things. I want my girl to be soft and tender and bring me down. So I guess as I, as each relationship progressed, the, the, the list got more refined. And I thought I would have a really good list down, right, of all the characteristics I wanted and and all that, but then it would it would continue to change. And that was physical as well, because sometimes I wouldn't realize, ooh, physically I, w- I thought I was okay, okay with something, and then I'd be like, you know what, that that's not for me. I'd mm-hmm. have to get even more specific. Or I'd meet somebody great, and they'd be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I need to write that they're single on my list. And there would just be these things that, that just seem like no brainers or you meet somebody and they live across the country mm-hmm. or they don't have a visa for, you know, like moving or something or just whatever it is. Like there was always like the list just kept getting more refined because I, I realized that there were certain things I, I liked and certain things that I, I absolutely could not. But then there was also with. your things that, like are your like your negotiables and your non-negotiables. You know, my list got so refined I think over the few years that I did it that eventually all of them were non-negotiables. Mm. Because over time I just realized what my negotiables were and they came off the list. Okay. So I think my list now okay. that I have that I'll read today is very it was after a lot of revision and I would you know I wouldn't say a lot. Like maybe I rewrote it 5 times over the period of like a few years, mm-hmm. you know, where I would sit down and do that exercise again. Cause when you're single, it seems a little silly. Well, did you, 
you created your list and you refined and you added and you subtracted things every time you kind of like would meet a girl, right? Yeah, or like have a relationship and it wouldn't work out and you would kind of learn the things in yourself that you didn't know about yourself and mm-hmm. you'd also learn things about maybe somebody else that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it would yeah. just bring more clarity. Each time it would bring more clarity. Yeah, so I recommend to everybody who's listening, A, if you guys don't want to go on a bunch of dates and refine and add and subtract then have your list of negotiables and non-negotiables but if you guys have already been on a lot of dates think back to those dates and think back to those exes and be like damn like this is what i did like about him but this is what i hated about him this is what i couldn't stand so i'm gonna put on my list the things that i liked but not the things that i didn't like you know yeah and and the things that you didn't like can just be the opposite of it. Yes. Right? So like if they had no sense of humor, yes. then write down that you want somebody that has a sense of humor. I right? guess that's what I was going be, for. Yeah, from the negative. Yeah. But um, I, so so the interesting thing too about the list is that as you write it down, then you have to look at the list and be like, am I all those things? Because mm-hmm. that was the big eye opener too. I remember I would write out my list and then I would look at it. And I remember I didn't do this for the first couple of years. For the first couple of years, I just wrote down the list. I'm like, okay, these are the things I want. But then I realized over time, I, I, whether it was a YouTube video or another book I read, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But it was like, hey, if you want that person, then you need to become that person, yeah. the male version of it. And I was like, wow. So then I looked at it again and I'm like, what areas am I not excelling in that I should be if I want to meet a girl like this. Mm-hmm. And so I went through everything and then I really started to focus on those areas that needed improvement because some of them, I was already good to go. You know, one of them is like, uh, I don't know, loves me for me. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, great sexual chemistry, right? Some of these things are just like, I'm just, you know, feminine. So mm-hmm. the, the opposite of that would be masculine. I would ask myself, well, what does it mean to be masculine? Mm-hmm. Right. I need to do more research on that. Am I, am I actually masculine? Mm-hmm. Right. Or am I just think I am, uh, cooks? Well, I can cook, um, lives in Miami. I live in Miami, mm-hmm. you know, so these different things and, and, um, his negotiable was me living in Toronto. <laughs> that was his one negotiable does not live in Miami because I came from Toronto. You do now. I was imported from Toronto, but I had a place in Miami, which kind of, you know, you know, yeah, same, same, but different. But, um, Elena even said here is, so you're gonna write a list of your perfect man, but in, you have to envision like, okay, well, if my perfect man created a list of his ideal woman, what would that list look like? And she obviously has a list like beautiful, loyal, drug and alcohol free, has her own life, but cares about me, healthy, fit, and all these things. And then she wrote, so in order for me to find my perfect man, she had to invest in being a better woman. So. You know, if it's a clean living, it's if it's working out, if it's, you know, practicing yoga, if it's spiritual classes, whatever it is, like she became, she made it an effort to become that person because when you are on that kind of frequency of bettering your life and changing and doing the inner work, your match will find you because they're also doing the same thing. For sure. So. So good. Should I read my list? Should yeah. I just go through it? Yeah. Okay. I'll just I'll just rattle them off. So loves God, mm-hmm. which is so cool because when we met, 
God was not at the center of our relationship. And it's awesome because it was the first one. And then you and I found God together again. And it now is at the first of the list. But mm-hmm. I just thought that was so cool because we looked back at this list after we had kind of started going back to church and making God more important in our lives. And I just realized that when I wrote this list, that was the very first thing I wrote. And so now cool. it's like the center of, right. our, of our relationship. So the next one was has a big heart. Uh, next, open-minded sexually. Uh, loves me for me. I... And the reason I wrote that one is I was in relationships where I felt like I had to change. I felt like I had to be different in order for them to like me or, and I just didn't like that. I just wanted to be truly authentically myself and not have the feeling of being judged. For sure. Uh, Easy going. We're not, everything's a freaking big deal, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, grateful for me, talks dirty, Uh, great sexual chemistry. That's kind of a given, Uh, likes to travel and able to. Mm-hmm. That was an important one because I love to travel and sometimes I'd meet somebody and, and they just could not travel because they would have a job that locked them down. And I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I'm sorry, I, I, I like to travel and I, I want to, I want to be able to go wherever, whenever, spontaneously. spontaneously. Um, this one's funny, materialistic, but not her source of happiness. Like Let's face it. I like driving nice cars. I like living in a nice place. And so I wanted somebody that could appreciate the nice things. Like I don't, I didn't want to be with somebody that looked down on materialism. Like, oh, why do you need to drive a car like that? Or we don't need a place like this or this, this and that. It's like, no, I wanted somebody that's like, yeah, they get it. Like they like high quality things. They like good restaurants. They like, uh, and, and look, that shouldn't be too hard to find, but sometimes I would meet people and they would be like, oh, I don't I don't like any of that stuff. I don't need any of that stuff. It's like, okay, well, I'd like that stuff because I didn't grow up like that. And so I want to enjoy a nice life. I've worked hard for this life and I don't want to be judged for it. So that was an important one to me. Materialistic, but not their source of happiness because I've met people as well where the materialism was the source of happiness and that's just not a good place to be. Giving, confident, feminine, cooks, the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. That that was a non-negotiable for me because I didn't want to be the guy that was always looking over his shoulder. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I like wanted, looking at somebody else oh, is hotter. Mm, dang, I wish. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I would have waited a little longer if I would have got a shot at her. You know what I mean? I never wanted to feel that way. Damn. Because I had felt that way in old relationships. Wow. Where yeah, she was still a beautiful woman, but just she wasn't the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen. Wow. You are. <laughs> Thank you. It's true though. You are. You really are. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, we're going to have fun after this. <laughs> uh, let's see. Get those brownie points, That's baby. That's right. <laughs> so gorgeous, baby. Um, lives in Miami. Uh, wanted Wants kids sometime in the next few years. That was important. I didn't want to wait 10 years, but I also didn't want them right away. Uh, younger than me. That was non-negotiable uh, because it also went along with not having to rush kids. Uh, single. No, that's a big one. Single was important because there would be times you'd meet someone awesome and they'd be like, oh, I'm in a relationship, but you know, we can hook up anywhere. It's like, oh my God. Uh, trustworthy, loyal, affectionate, loving, comes from a good family, close with her family, knows how to apologize. This was a big one. <laughs> Being with somebody that does not know how to apologize is so aggravating. 
Not that you expect an apology for everything, especially if you're the one that messed up, but somebody that knows how to say, I'm sorry, and I screwed up. And just, you know, no humility, because I dated people that did not have that quality. Argues like an adult. Uh, admits when she's wrong. Empathetic. Motivated. Successful. And successful doesn't mean financially. Successful just means you could look at this person and be like, hey, you know what? She's got something going for her. Like she's got something going for her. She's got something to live for. She's got her own thing. Like good for her. She's not just like a uh, Ronda Rousey calls it a do nothing bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's you, you, you were successful in your own right when I met you. Mm-hmm. Um, next one is likes to help others. Uh, equal respect. Good conversationalist. I love to talk, as mm-hmm. you can imagine, and so do you. Uh, does daily self-improvement. Smart. Sense of humor. Takes pride in her daily appearance. I didn't want to date a slob. Great style. I wanted somebody that, you know, liked buying nice, like not expensive clothes, but just had taste in clothes. Um, likes wearing heels or looks sporty. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the real earthy look. I didn't like the, you know, I don't like a lot of looks that, you know, certain girls wear. And I just wanted a very specific looking girl. I want, I, I knew the kind of girl I wanted. Well, you wanted to know the difference between like a male body and a, and a feminine yeah, body. Yeah, I wanted a girl that liked to wear tight dresses and heels or, you know, like tight yoga pants and running shoes. Like those are my two favorite looks. And whenever you put those on, I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> uh, short. I wanted, I don't like, personally, it's just personal preference. I don't like tall girls. Yeah. Even though I'm tall, I like short girls. Uh, skinny fit mm-hmm. feeds my ego and my soul, which mm-hmm. was important. I wanted somebody that, because there would sometimes be the opposite. I'd have somebody that fed my soul, but not my ego. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't real proud to be walking next to them. Damn. I know. And then there'd be other people that would, would totally feed my soul, my ego, but then wouldn't feed my soul at all because they were just awful on the inside. Yeah. So I wanted somebody that fed my ego and my soul builds me up. That was super important because being an entrepreneur, it's a roller coaster sometimes and having somebody, you were just pumping me up before this podcast, you know, about some things I'm going through with it at work and you know, you're pumping me up, building me up. That was so necessary. Goes to the gym consistently. I wanted somebody that took pride in their health and, and took care of themselves. And lastly, somebody that was kind. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's a great list. And obviously, majority of my listeners are female. So it's great to know like a male perspective on what he has as like an ideal dream woman, I would say. Yeah. So that's super helpful to know. Me, I didn't know about this list. I didn't know about lists, but you were basically manifesting me. But I knew in my head what I wanted you know, like I was like tall, blue eyes. I said blonde hair, like a dirty blonde hair because I don't want like too, too blonde. But I said loves traveling, you know, has that scruffy beard look, emotionally <laughs> available, will take care of me. And I literally even said at the end, I would say throw in the tattoos because I absolutely love tattoos. It was just, it was just something, I, I thought it was like, oh, I'm never going to find a guy that has all these things plus is tatted up. <laughs> like that's how crazy... So while Mike was manifesting me, I was basically manifesting him, but I didn't know he was doing it intentionally. I was doing unintentionally, but we met and, you know, I was everything, you know, on his list. And for me, I didn't understand the whole list, you know, but he started checking all the boxes. I'm like, damn, like 
he does this, he does this, he does this. So I guess like at that point, that's when I knew that I was, oh, it's game over for Ange. Like, this is who I wanted. This is who I prayed for. This is who I asked God for. And that's when I knew I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, when we were going through the hard times, when I was in my masculine energy, I'm like, oh, damn, like, no, this is, this is my person. Like, I need to change. I need to do the work because this is what I was saying all the time. Like, right. even world traveler, like, you know, loves to travel, world traveler. He took me on a two-month vacation the first couple of times we met he took me all around the world like you know like that was world traveler and he loved traveling in general like that was a huge thing for me because i also really like traveling so in order for me to keep this person that i've asked god for that i prayed for so long that when you ask me hey angelica what's your ideal person what's your perfect man this is the qualities i would list and then i had him in front of my face and i was struggling that was my wake up call too. was like, yo, I need to do the work. I didn't know what the work was, but I knew I needed to change. I started reading a book called like self-sabotage and all this stuff. This is way before I got introduced to femininity, self-sabotage. Oh, inner work, all this, all this stuff. And then something, it still wasn't changing. And then that whole wake up call of femininity happened. And that was the tweak that kind of like, you know, was the game changer for me. And then God was a different game changer, but that's what really helped me do the inner work. But, you know, if you're going to ask about my list now, it's, it's something like I I want you guys to make it way more detailed and I actually want you guys to write it down. I feel like now if you guys ask me about my list, I will give you like five things that I would add is like, you know, provider mindset is able to take care of me and our future children, protector, masculine, monogamous, no hard drugs, but likes to smoke weed and hookah because we like to do that. <laughs> Smart, intelligent, purpose-driven, inspires me to be the best version of myself. Like, you know, loves God, is a man of God. Like I would add so many other things to this list if I was starting to begin because I'm telling you guys, once you guys create your list, you will stop wasting time on the wrong people. Amen. And if somebody told me this when I was younger, is like, hey, Angelica, create your list. I would make it so detailed that every time I would meet somebody and they didn't check the boxes, I would be like, I'm not wasting my time. If I was obviously dating for something more, if you're just dating to have fun, it's a whole nother ball game. It's a whole nother list you can create for yourself. But if you're dating to have a long-term relationship, to get married, uh, like I wanted to, I would have stopped wasting my time on the wrong people and I would have saw right through their lies right through everything the moment I would like go back to my list and be like well he's not emotionally available you know he's not funny he's toxic he's this and this and this is like damn this is nothing on my list next kind of thing you or know? or they are 90% of the list but there's these two deal breakers that they're not and so as much as I really want to this is where I would get in trouble I would meet a lot of women that would meet 90% of the list. Okay. And I would start uh, being okay with maybe letting, start, starting to compromise mm -hmm. on a few of them out of loneliness. Right. Because I would be lonely and I would be single. And yeah, she would meet 90% of the list, but I'd be like, well, but I think I can overlook these ones. Even though in the back of my head, I was like, I know I'm not going to be with her forever. 
but I'm going to have fun. And because she meets most of the list, I'll see if I can tweak those things. And if not, then it is what it is. And then we'll sleep together. I'll break her heart and I'll move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the status quo. And I remember when I stopped doing that and I stopped justifying it to myself because as men, we know as like, I don't want to hear any, anything from any man in the first week. You know, you know. Oh, we know. We absolutely know. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, like we know if you're a fun time or if this is like your, your like wifey material. We know. I just, I know it. Like even if you've never put together a list, we know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I would justify to myself, again, compromising on certain non-negotiables simply out of being lonely and wanting to just be a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I stopped doing that and then really started focusing on just becoming these things and saying, you know what, instead of feeling lonely, why don't I just fill up my time with more things that I enjoy doing? And I started working out twice a day. Mm-hmm. This is before I got God involved, you know, but I'm like, you know what, I'm going to meditate every day, journal every day. I'm going to um, work out twice a day for two hours. I'm going to go to dinner every night with my friends. I'm going to travel. I'm going to go to you know different places. I'm going to build uh, a course. I'm going to build a company. I'm just going to have a really good time just hanging out with me. And I really started to enjoy that. I got really, really good right before we met at being single. And I had never got good at it before then. Mm-hmm. I would always get in trouble when I would get bored and lonely because mm-hmm. that's when I would start to compromise. But I got really good at being single and then I got, and then when I stopped drinking, then I got really good at being very disciplined and very much of the mindset of I'm not going to waver because that's another thing. You might be really strong in your list and then you get a few drinks in you and you're like, eh, who mm-hmm. cares about those two things that are absolutely imperative to my future <laughs> with a partner, but who cares because now I'm drunk and I'm uh, or tipsy and I'm just gonna make all of them anyway. You know what I mean? Just because. Like that kind of stops and happening and it really forces you to really sit and be like, okay, you show up to a date and you don't drink like that's that's a that's a statement like when we first met i didn't drink yeah if you remember i didn't drink i know and it was just kind of like well this is me it was sexy she liked it <laughs> so because it because subconsciously my mind was like oh he's very disciplined you know and that just goes much deeper like when you're when a man is disciplined it's kind of it's like I don't know, it just like unlocked this certain thing in me that I didn't even know subconsciously. Like, and that's like, oh, he's disciplined. Oh, he's masculine. Oh, he's not easily influenced. Like, you know, like it's just that one thought that leads to something else. Mm. Yeah. So I remember uh, one other thing I want to say about this list is when I put it together, I remember reading it to my parents. Mm. And I remember specifically my mom said, well, Michael, I don't think you're going to get all those things. So you might need to be okay with, you know, compromising on some of those. And I had refined the list so much that this became my non-negotiables. And I said, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I said, it's not going to happen. I am not going to compromise at all. I don't care if I'm 40 years old and single, I'm not compromising. I said, I told her the truth was, I told her if I'm 40 and I still haven't met this person, then I might compromise on a couple things, mm-hmm. a couple, but 
Like maybe she's tall and not short. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not going to be compromising on much. And I just, the way I looked at it was like, you know what? I haven't met my 10 yet because I haven't become a 10 yet. Mm -hmm. I would always tell myself that. I would look at my list and be like, you know what? If I want a girl that's super freaking hot, I need to become super freaking hot. Mm -hmm. And that's not just on the outside. That means on the inside too. I got to be great i gotta you know for as a man as a provider i gotta be successful i gotta be you know i gotta have good friends around me i gotta have a good lifestyle i have to have fun i have to have a lot going for me right like i have to attract that person Mm -hmm. and that's the way i would always justify it if i'm not getting the girl that i want right now then i haven't become the man who i need to become and i feel like that's the same truth for a lot of the women listening like if you're not attracting the men that you want to get in your life you haven't yet become the woman that you're supposed to become in order to attract that man. So when you put your list together, you got to get it down, but then you have to look at it the opposite of all the things that are the woman version of that and start mm-hmm. working on becoming that and just accept the fact that if that person's not in your life today or you've attracted the wrong person into your life, then you haven't done the self-work yet, whether that's physically, mentally, or spiritually to attract that right person. Wow. Mm. That's good. Thank you. That's good. I feel like a lot of women, what they can take from this list is think of it as kind of like a safeguard. You know, it's like, you know, it's going to, it's going to wean out all the bad people that are not supposed to be in your life, you know, cause yes, you just like a filter. Yeah. Like a filter. You go on a date with a guy, you know, let's say you're interested. You go on a date with a guy and you know, you feel him out, you vet him out, you t- ask questions or whatever it is. You come back home and you go to your list and you're like, okay, well, he was this and this and this, you know, but he wasn't this and this, you know, and you start, like you said, like filtering out and it's just like, okay, maybe I can give him another try. Maybe he'll check, start to check these boxes and all that stuff. But if he's like not checking any boxes and you're asking the right questions and he's not answering them the right way, just so you can vision the future, then it's like, nope, this is not my person, you know? And instead of ghosting them, you know, you could just be like, thank you for your time. Had a great time. Like, we're just not compatible. And that's what the, Mike the, used to do. The text message would be, hey, um, I had an amazing time with you, but unfortunately I just didn't feel, um, I didn't feel a connection. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice meeting you. Uh, yeah, something like that. It was so nice meeting you, but unfortunately I just didn't feel a connection, but I really uh, uh, wish you the best. You know, mm-hmm. and the text messages I would get back would be like, oh my God, like, thank you so much. Like, I totally appreciate it. I totally understand. Or like, yeah, no, me too, whatever, whatever. And it was just, you could tell that no guy had ever done that before. Oh my God. We live in a world full of ghosting. Oh, I ghost you, you ghost me. And it's kind of just like that, that. People don't understand, but that takes away from somebody's soul. It's it's it, it hurts, and it's also you're leaving that person hanging because the date could have gone well, or they thought it went well, and you might even give them a kiss because it was awkward not to, or you give them a hug and, and and it went well, and and then you just never hit them up again. It's just like dang, and I just I made this promise to myself after I had done enough damage in my life to where. I wanted, I told myself, I'm just not going to leave anybody worse off than how I find them. Yeah. And that was a good rule to start living by. And it's so funny, like everything happens so fast. Once I decided on that, stopped drinking and then decided I wasn't going to leave any woman worse off than how I met them, only the same or better, and then didn't sleep with them, really just went on a date to get to know them. 
I met you within like three or four months. Yeah, I met. I mean, it happened so fast after fifteen years of dating and being in toxic relationships or or being in healthier relationships, but them just not being my person. And then, literally, I make that change, and God's just like, "Okay, you're ready. You're ready." That's what go. it is. But it's like you you have to be ready because I'm telling you, gotta, you God. You have to change your actions. I got a lot of buddies I know that aren't <laughs> I <was> ready. <laughs> I know. Something. They're not ready. And and then they, they but they tell me that they are. Yeah. They go, I'm ready to meet the girl of my dreams. Like, I, I wish I had what you have. And like, you know, I just, I'm a, I want to be a family man now and this and that. And it's like, okay, cool. And I, I'm about to leave to like come home to you, you know, on a Friday. I'm like, mm-hmm. might, might go do happy hour once every other month with my boys and I'll come home because <laughs> I'm like, all right, I want to go see my, my, my little girl, my little man. And uh, they, then I'm like, what are you guys doing tonight? They're like, oh, we're going to go bar hopping. I'm like, well, you're not going to go, you know, you're, it's yeah. kind of, you're contradicting yourself or like, they'll be like, oh, I'm sleeping around with this girl or we're just, it's for fun, but I want to be a family man. It's like, no, like you want to be a family man, you have to actually change your actions to align with what you want. And I was the same way for a few years leading up into my change. In my head, I knew that what I was doing wasn't working, but my actions were continuing to be what they were, uh, you know, as if I hadn't made that change. So it, it just, but once I made that change, I met you within months. Yeah. It was so cool. Even Elena, she said, once I created my list, she met the love of her life a month later. Yep. Like, that's how fast it works if you guys actually want to do the work. Yeah, like, it this can. This is why I say like the work is so necessary because you are the only one in your own way from a life that's completely different than what you have now. It's like you are, you are the only one. You start putting the work in, you start changing your life. You will see your life changing. You know, I did the work. I literally, it was in November after I got my nose surgery. That's when I decided like, I want different. So I'm going to be different, you know, and God put multiple people into my life to kind of like, okay, well, let's see, let's, you know, toxic disguises, you know, but they were wrapped around in like a pretty bow. And I refused. I was just like, no, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to do that. I refused. I stopped replying to DMs. Like I was just like, I was in Miami. I was like going, I was going out. I was having fun because it was the first time after COVID and all that stuff, but I wouldn't post anything, nothing. I posted a picture that I was in Swan one time. That's what, that's where Mike found me. But I met Mike literally a month after I decided I wanted to, like I changed. So that's how quick it can happen. Yeah. But I wish I had a list, you know, but I I had a good amount. I had a good amount in my list to be like, okay, yeah, you're my person. Well, you were younger too. My list was created over the period of, I think I fully refined it by the, the age of 30. Wow. And you were 22 when we met just yeah. turning 23. I was a so, baby. I yeah. still am. But like I was a baby. I, I had nobody mentor me. I had nobody teach me about femininity. I had nobody. I was like a, I was a lost soul in a corrupted world, I would say. And now God has brought me back into his kingdom. But I was that girl because when my friend, she met, she, um, she told me, she goes, yeah, but people think that you were always this way and that's why you live this kind of life and that's why you can say it so much better. It's like, no girl, like I did the parties, I did the traveling, I did, you know, 
I, I was I was out there looking for clout. Yeah, I, I was whether out- online or trying to hang out with people that had you know status <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. No, yeah. it's true. You were you were one of those girls. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, what the? and all those brownie points that I had earned like 20 minutes ago now gone. Yeah, like what did you try to do? Just try to boost your own ego right now? Not at all. But, Why would that boost my ego? But the point I was making is that like I had a, I had both, a very we I both had, had a pass. I had a pass. I had you know for the girls I think like oh she was always a, a family girl. It's like no I wasn't. Like I was the complete opposite of what I am now. Like the complete opposite. And I was having a good time. I was having fun. You know like. Not to bo- burst my own, not to boost my own ego, but like in Toronto, I, I was, I was very well known just because I worked at EFS. I was great at my job. Like, you know, I, people knew me as that girl in Toronto. And now from going that girl in Toronto to now being a family woman that loves God. Do you and say what your brother said? What he goes from bottle service girl to church girl, from club girl to church girl. Yeah, (laughs) but it's so crazy. And I'm telling you guys right now, it's like the clout or the groupiness that you want to do. It's like okay, sure, but none of those people care about you. None of those like you're 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 just in a corrupted, scary world because I was part of it, and I was so I thought I was fulfilled. I thought I was having fun, but now being in the position that I am now, I am. 10,000 times more fulfilled. Like this is so much more fun. You know, all the traveling that you thought you were having fun going to random, like I'm talking to them, but it was like, you know, for the girls listening, it was like, you think you're going out traveling. Oh, I'm getting flown out by this guy, getting flown out by that guy. And I'm sorry, like, who? <laughs> you're getting flown out by this guy and you're getting flown out by Does that guy. Please, I'm my train of thought. Thank you. But it's so much more fun when you're doing and sharing those experiences with the love of your life, especially at a young age. So I don't want anybody to think like, oh, relationships, like screw that. Everybody gets divorced or everybody breaks up anyways. It's just like, no, that's what happens when people are not educated on what marriages or relationships are about. And nobody's willing to do the work because I thought it's kind of just like, well, this is who I am. Take it as you leave it. Like this is me. I didn't know about inner work. I didn't know about anything until I met Mike. And I'm like, oh, damn, like I'm the walking red flag. Like I need to change. Like well, you it, learn- this is a lot of work for me. And I was willing to do it because this life is way better than the life that I had before. Hands down. You learn a lot about compromise in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Compromising your time, compromising things that you thought were okay that are not, mm-hmm. you know, there's just things you have to compromise on meeting halfway on a lot of things or giving up certain things, sacrifices, having to do things you didn't used to have to do. I mean, those are just kind of go along with relationships. But the good news is, is that if you're in the right relationship, there's not much of that. There's some of that. And it's honestly just to make you better anyway. If you're mm-hmm. with, if it's a healthy relationship, it's just, it's like, you know what is it uh what is that term i'm trying to think like uh a blade sharpening another blade there's a there's a certain term for it whatever you guys uh, get the point (laughs) yeah two two things making each other sharper Sharper. but it's it's super important because i I remember like we were listening to a a church on uh i think it was sunday like uh or i think it was this sunday (laughs) 
<laughs> that we heard it, which was talking about you can think that you have it all under control and then you don't. <laughs> Sorry, she pointed to the camera and I completely lost my train of thought. So we were on church. You Johnson. think that you have your your character is perfect and you're super patient now and you've really worked out all these things and you're single and you're like, I'm ready for a relationship. I've worked on all that stuff. I'm not jealous anymore. I'm not impatient anymore. I'm not any of these like negative qualities anymore. And then you put yourself in a relationship and you're like, whoa, I didn't know I could still get jealous. I didn't know that I was so impatient. I didn't know that I, I, I'm these things until you have somebody that is around you all the time that shows it in yourself yeah. that, you know, you, you become those things. So it's, there's no way to really become the truest version of yourself and the best version of yourself without somebody living with you that loves you, that is your partner to help recognize those flaws in yourself in a respectful way, but to help you become a better person. So. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. Very nice. So I guess this concludes our season 10 and season 10, so season 10 episode, Skipped 10. a whole bunch of seasons. <laughs> this concludes episode 10. And so he's just looking at me in a very cute way. Oh, the Bubsy. But what, the whole point of this episode is we want you guys to, after this episode, to sit down and really, you know, sit down with yourself and create your list. You know, just things that you even think that are unrealistic, that don't exist for a man in this world to have nowadays. It's like, put it on the list. It can be 10 things. It can be 100 things. It can be 200 things. Whatever you want in an ideal guy, do it. And you know, a month from now, I hope you guys find the love of your life <laughs> because it can change real quick. But I just wanted to read a little passage because I know this kind of, we're talking about like single people, you know, finding their person, right? That's more of what the whole list is about. But I want to read a little page where she talks about it for the married people or the people that are in the relationship. She goes, Married couples, you can still make a list or lists. Write out ways your husband or wife can help you can help you further build your empire. For example, write the positive contributions you would like to see just as you would on the list. Don't write everything the other person is doing wrong and you don't use the list as a fault finding sh um, shame session. Rather, look at how you can start working on ways to produce or deliver what is you want out of each other's lists. So I guess you guys would get together. And just be like, well... I feel like we need to do this. So what are we doing? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, so... We're going to write up a list about all the things we love and hate about each other? No. <laughs> we're going to shame opposite. each other over it? No. I'm kidding. And just say it again. What do you mean? You want me to repeat it? No, not the whole thing. But the idea is is that you... so Because I want to do it with everybody. Because I think that would be a good thing to go over maybe next season. Okay. But like we put, over, put together a list of the things that we like that we want in another person? Is that what we're saying? And what you want from me and what I want from you on how we can better our relationship, you know, and how we can build an empire together. So very cool. You know, hypothetically speaking, if I never cooked, you would be like, well, I would like you to cook maybe once or twice a week or just something like that. It's like, well, how do we work together in a collaborative, you know, space 
so we can better our future together. What am I? And don't write, what are you not doing? Or you're never do this and you never do that or shaming you for this and that. It's just like, no, what are qualities that you see in me that maybe I'm lacking that I can do better on and vice versa? Because you and I are both together, you know, to better ourselves and to become the best versions of ourselves. And if we think that we're doing everything fine, but the other person thinks maybe there's areas that we can improve on, then it's nice to get obviously somebody else's input that you trust, love, and respect. No, that would be cool because it would be cool in like a non uh, threatening way to do that. Right. Because like there, because it's like, you know, we live everyday life and mm -hmm. then I'll do something that you don't like or vice versa. And then in the moment, it's like a critique and then it can turn into a fight. But it's more like, hey, let's sit down and really think out what areas of improvement we can both work on. And I would be so open and welcoming to that list. Well, the, because I'd be like, wow, I didn't realize yeah. that. I, I will work on that. You know, that, that's helpful to see it in paper, like written down. And to know that it's like really something worth writing down. Mm -hmm. Is it, was it just a thing I did once in a while that doesn't matter? Or did you consciously take your time to write it down and be like, this is something I really want you to work on. Cause that, that's more powerful. Yeah. And when you are in a relationship or when you are in a marriage and you want to do this exercise with your partner, it's kind of like, this is what you guys are going to talk about. You know, you on a Sunday night, have a glass of wine and go through the list. And it, this is the moment where you create a safe space. You know, you're not criticizing like once in a blue moon. Oh, you always do this and you always do that. It's like, no, you guys are both having each other's list. You guys are meeting up on, let's say, a Sunday night with wine. And you guys are just talking about room for improvement. You know, I love it. how do we come? How do we become the best versions of ourselves? We got to do that. That's cool. In life, we have to be the best versions of ourselves. That's like a, yeah, I would love to do that with you. Cool. Let's do it. Done. All right. Well, I love you guys so much. Thank you again for making this such a great season one. We will see you guys back in May. See you then. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Bring Back Femininity podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like and follow. And if you want more people part of this femininity journey, please share. You never know who needs to hear it. Stay tuned every Monday for a new episode. Till next time.